Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person, there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us for the ATS Business University Marketing Training. Today, we're going to tackle the relationship between your sales team and your marketing team and why it why it's important now i know a lot of you some of you are like well i haven't quite reached the point where i have two separate teams or i do everything still take these notes because when you start hiring people for sales and people for marketing this is something really important that you need to know and for those of you who are who are saying you know well i haven't started my business yet or i only have a podcast or anything like that you will still need this because you're going to build to a point or your success is going to drive you to a point where you are going to have to get a team and put it together to do this. So we're going to start off with you, you can't separate the two teams. Like you can't have, okay, that's sales, that's marketing, y'all go work. You can't do that. They literally have to be one cohesive unit. Because if they are not, you, you, your marketing won't, your sales won't know how to, how to sell. Your marketing team won't know what to market. And not only that, you won't have a cohesive work environment. You, one of the things that Antonio teaches us is to have is that your work environment is extremely important. Because if you don't have a, your culture and your work culture, both your work environment and the culture of your company have to be cohesive because if it's not, you will not be profitable. Instead of seeing commas in your account, you will see zeros in your account. You cannot separate marketing and sales. You can, you cannot separate, you, you cannot. They, again, they have to be one cohesive unit. And I want you to think about a married couple or if you are married or have been married. I want you to think about this. When you are a married couple and you work as one unit, you flow together, everything in a household works as smoothly as it can <laughs> because it's life. So not everything is perfect. Everything works as smoothly as it can. You know, you know what you do. Your spouse knows what they do. You come together. You work cohesively as a team. There is no miscommunication. Now let's look at the other side of that. You're way over here. Your spouse is way over here. There, y'all don't talk. You don't do anything. So not, either nothing gets done or it gets done twice in two different ways. 
Your kids can put you against each other, whereas if you're one cohesive unit, your children cannot, and they know this, so they know that they cannot go here and then go there. Like, prime example, when we were kids, we knew which parent would say yes, we knew which parent would say no, we knew how, we knew how to, we, we knew which parent, once they made, once they stated yes or no, we knew who we could or could not go back to. So for my dad, once he said, if he said, I'll think about it, don't ask him again, because nine times out of 10, it's going to be yes. My mama, we knew, we just kept asking her, kept asking her, kept asking her, kept asking her, then we knew at that point she'll give in because she'll get tired of us asking. But when you are one cohesive unit, it all flows. It's the same with your sales and marketing. It is the exact same with your sales and marketing. And Phil posted in chat, love is a leading indicator of the success of your business. Love is the leading indicator of the success of your business. Make sure that your culture shows love for both, for both teams, both yourselves and both your marketing. There needs to be a joint effort between sales and marketing. Both teams have to understand the buying process. And both teams have to know the target audience's pain points. When, when they both know the marketing can create collateral that addresses the pain points, and then that arms the sales team with relevant content so that they can do their job. It's a joint effort, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to think about a company that you saw their marketing. The marketing stated all this wonderful stuff. And then when you got to customer service or the sales team, it was like, that's not what I saw that's not that's not what that's not the the advertising that i clicked on how likely would you be to purchase from that company if the marketing did not match what you heard from the person that you spoke to how likely would you be to purchase from that company i, I think it is even worse because you got this uh, expectation and then it was ruined. It's, it's worse actually, right? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Ms. Catherine. Thank you. There have been times where, I mean, think, think about your cable company or your electricity company. There have been times where it has been marketed that you'll get this, this much per wattage. But when you get your bill or you actually talk to somebody, they're like, well, it's going to be this, 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 and this, this, this. And you're like, wait, that is not what I saw in the marketing. And it, 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 move, it pushes you away from that company. And remember, people are, people are, your customers are more likely to talk, to put out a negative, a negative comment about you than they are the positive. Those who enjoy who enjoy your product won't talk about you, but the ones who don't like it, they're they're quick to tell people, yeah, don't don't girl, don't purchase from them. Don't do that. Because when I when I went, I registered, and when I call and talk to somebody, did you know they had all these extra charges attached to it that they don't tell you about? 
you don't want that. You don't want that process. A great marketing plan poorly implemented accelerates your demise. Thank you, Phil. That, it, that is perfectly put. A great marketing plan poorly implemented accelerates your demise. You are more, you are, you will see more zeros than you do commas. Actually, you will only see three zeros in your account when you do not effectively, effectively implement your marketing plan. You will only see three zeros, the zero, then the dot, then the two zeros for the cents versus seeing a whole lot of zeros with some commas in it. So there needs to be a joint effort between yourselves and your marketing team. For those of you who, have, who are not yet at that place where you are hiring a sales and a marketing team, I need you to take notes and I want you to also understand the better you know your audience, the better you can relay that information to your marketing and sales team. Now, right, hold on right there. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Well, I want you to remember where you're at right now. Yes, sir. Go ahead. That's all right. Because you just you just moved on. Don't forget the sentence. Write it down. Whatever you just said, because we're going to talk about that too. Okay. The more you know, write it down. So you know you got it. It's in your script. It's not. So I'm writing it down because it kind of came out off the fly. There you go. Write it down. All right. Let's back up. Two things that need to be said about all the brilliance you just said. Let's work backwards since it's fresh on your mind that way. The second to last point that she was making, I just forgot it. Just lost my mind. Phil just talked about it. You just got finished talking about it. Oh, and Catherine, Catherine just answered. So what does it look like when you market something and or when someone gets there, it doesn't look the same or or vice versa, right? You say that what this is, but it's not what it is, or even all the extra charges. What does that look like today? If you're a small business owner, if, if you're a small business owner, the most common way that looks and <laughs> is you do a fantastic post on Facebook and you send people to a website that doesn't match that post. Okay. I want to, want to bring this up. I want to bring this up. When your website looks like it was designed in 82 or something, and you take me from LinkedIn's, you know, updated website or something. Now, I'm not telling you websites are fantastic because I would rather all of you just have a series of landing pages, but that's not the point here, at least not for this training. That's one of the ways we do this. So you may be thinking, I believe, Diana, you use maybe a McDonald's example, or maybe I just thought about McDonald's when you were talking. Oh, no, I just thought about McDonald's when you were talking, how you get to the the burger looks real good on the commercial. Because you, you, you ought to YouTube how that's done. They don't even use real food. They, they, don't, they don't even use real food. It's all, no, yeah, it's, it's amazing what they do. They use hair dryers to melt the cheese just right, all sorts of stuff. And then when you get the burger, it's all lopsided sideways on cold bread and all that stuff. So essentially, I wanted you to know, don't think of just a traditional way of having someone see a sales 
And then it's different when they see the marketing or having someone see the marketing is different when they get to the sale or whatever it may be. I want you to know that we are all guilty of this right now. Maybe you're a professional brand person and you type a post with 15 misspellings. Right? That Now, wow, you're going to always see misspellings and stuff if I got something to do with it, you know what I'm saying? It's just, because I don't, you know, I care to a point. I don't, I don't care to the point of perfection. If you're, if you're on a platform in which I'm looking for effectiveness, then you, you may see that, right? You may, you may see that. If the, but you can, you cannot know the difference between there, there, and there, right? They are there and over there and that in itself can have this effect of when I got to purchase from you the marketing was different so I want you to be careful of that I want you to be careful or maybe maybe you did a great video and then when it's time to have a one-on-one conversation you don't even respond to the inbox That's the same thing, Darius. That's the same thing. Or maybe maybe you're nice on your video, but cold when it's one-on-one message time. Yeah, I see it. I mean, you you are going to have to practice on how to inbox people. At some point, you're going to get to the point where I get I get over a hundred inboxes a day. I can check my inbox right now, and I know it's full, and people are probably asking me for, you know, pay their college or something. But it happens every day. My team has access to it. They know what I'm talking about. It happens every day right now. And if you act differently online or act differently on your community page or your, your what everyone else can see, but differently one-on-one, whether it be on a Zoom call or, you know, just an inbox, that's going to have that same effect, Catherine. The same effect you said is going to be worse. It's the same effect. I can assure you, when you meet Antonio T. Smith Jr., travel back in time, meet him five years ago. It's the same me. I promise you. I'm, I'm enhanced, evolved, but it's the same me. You meet me in Walmart, same me. Actually, I wouldn't even be in Walmart, to be honest with you. You meet me in Target or Walgreens is where I would be going, shorter lines, and people actually smile at Target and Walgreens. This happens. Same thing, me. So ask yourself, how does your podcast do this effect? The reason I'm bringing this up is because we always have the tendency to be the good guy. I tell the grace this all the time. Grace, you can't always be the good people in your Bible. Don't I tell you that all the time, Grace? All the time. All the time. You can't you can't always be the one leopard that came back and said thank you. Sometimes you gotta be David and not the one who played Goliath. <laughs> same yeah. guy, but not in that instance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't, you, and you can't always be David letting King Saul make it. No, you King Saul. You, you can't always be the good guys or good girls in your stories, ladies and gentlemen. 
And I don't want you to listen to this brilliance that Deanna is saying, and you're the good guy. Ooh, I don't do that. You don't know you don't do that because you haven't necessarily applied it to how you're social media right now. If your website is trash, you're doing this. You're absolutely doing this. If your website is trash or needs to be upgraded, you're doing this. If your if the way you respond to inbox is trash. Let's say you do a fantastic video and I go in the comments. If you don't respond to those comments, you're doing this. You're communicating on your public timeline how friendly and of an expert you are and you don't respond to my comments. Okay. Same effect. Same effect. Well, that was actually I, there was actually one thing that I actually told you. I lumped the second thing inside the first thing. I just want you to know that. Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because ner- the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a you know a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two y'all know what i'm talking about also boosting my credit score since good credit is like a real life cheat code seriously like a real life cheat code and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie it just loves a good plot twist so listen to merit wallet's smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app today trust me future you will thank you that's what's going on it is the tell everybody the title of your 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 thingy down because there's one more thing i want to add up and i need you to say the title again so i can springboard off of that now you mute it <laughs> the relationship between your sales team and marketing team and why it needs to be cohesive so Deanna made a very strong statement at the beginning and in the middle of that, and she used that statement to get to her second point. And I heard it, and it rang loud in my ears, and it offended the the person in me that don't want to change, and it made happy the person in me that changes all the time. She said that you cannot separate sales from marketing. And is that what you said, Deanna? Yes, sir. That is what I said. That makes absolutely no sense. And it's a hundred percent facts at the same time. Who's who's old enough to know that sales and marketing should be separated? I need someone that you've been in business long enough to know sales and marketing should be separated. Okay. All right. See? See, see Carol? If you have been in business before the internet, your statement is very offensive, Dion. Very. But the internet changed that. 
the ad, the invention of social media specifically makes Deanna 100% accurate. You can no longer separate sales and marketing because of social media. It is impossible. It is impossible. But me, Phil, Denise, we all know that there is, and Jerry, we all know you are supposed to separate these two. But you can't do it over the internet no more. Not no more. There is no separation. So, Deanna, before you move on, we need to explain why there is no separation. I think you actually you were getting ready to do it. That's why I had you to write that statement down. And I didn't want you to move on yet. You were getting ready to do it. Let me explain. A salesperson is not a marketer, and a marketer is not a sales. If I had to give it to you, Phil has a good way of explaining this. He's got a relationship way about of intimacy that he can explain this here. But I want to give it to you even more simpler. Marketing is one day I'll make money. Sales is run me this money right now. This is that simple. Since why I'm in sales. Okay, keep going. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, Deanna, before you go, you have you have a definition of sales and marketing, don't you? Can you find that real quick? Or do you remember how you said it? If you can, she has a fan. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me look it up. Okay. She's, she's got it in her training. She has a fantastic way. She's doing it. So while you're looking it up, Phil, do you mind doing that? relationship intimacy sex analogy you use for <laughs> sales and marketing <laughs> sure <clears throat> well motherhood and fatherhood is the marketing side sex is the sales side so mother and fatherhood that's long term that's thinking in the in the i'm going to nurture this that's the big picture that's uh, anticipating needs. That's the whole thing. Sex is where the rubber hits the road, man. That's where you create the results. So the marketing sets up the sex. And that's what, I mean, the motherhood and the fatherhood, the, the, the wanting to be a mother and a father, that's what makes you have the sex. And then the sex is really where the action is. That's where you produce the results. That's where you close the deal. And if you remember, I define selling as communicating in a way to produce a mutually agreed upon response that's best for all parties. Wouldn't that be nice if sex turned out like that all the time? Communicating in a way to produce a mutually agreed upon response that's best for all parties. Boom, fantastic. Diana, write down 1119 for me. Now, that is fantastic. That is exactly a fantastic explanation. Now, Deanna, give me, are you ready for yours? Okay, okay, she's pulling up her, her notes. She has this fantastic way of, of, of explaining this, and, and I really like the way she does it. There is a clear difference between sales and market. There's no doubt about it. If you take an example, uh, yes, sir, go ahead. Yeah, and if you're a solo practitioner, you just have to think of them differently. You have to do, right. I'm doing this for marketing, and I'm doing this for sales. That's the whole key there. Like marketing for a practitioner is going to the Rotary Club, is, is going to the uh, farmer's market and just being a good person and walking around and saying hi to people. It's uh, 
if you see somebody needs help, pick them up, pull over and pick them up. It's just being the best you you can be. But sales is the act of calling them, finding out what their needs are, and then closing the deal. So you got to think of them as a, as a different process. That's what I've been doing recently. I've got 1,547 contacts in my phone. And I'm just calling all of them that I can think of, that I have a relationship with, and find out where they are right now, how's things going. Man, I was just thinking, I even says, said to one guy, hey, your name begins with S. I talked to somebody above you that name begins with S, and I saw your name, so I thought I'd call you. I mean, just be brutally honest with people, and then have something that can be valuable to them. Something that they said, man, I really appreciate it. Whether it's the celebrate you that I use, or whether it's the... Uh, six page uh, synopsis of the book, The Advantage. Get something that you get them that it's benefit to them. And then when they need what you have, or later on you can loop back around them and say how you've been and how, what's going on. So that's the difference between marketing and sales. Fantastic, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Lady Maya put investment slash marketing is customer slash money. I don't got a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that at all, Mario. No problem with that at all. Now, Deanna, before you go, we need to get this because you, this has changed in the 21st century. And it's not the internet that changed it. It is, but social media is a new form of the internet. It, you, you have to remember the internet is 21 years old. That's it. The internet is your son or your grandson just figuring out what he or she wants to do, right? Son, grandson, granddaughter. That's it. How, how wise were you at 21? That's the internet right now. Internet's 21 years old. It, the internet's car insurance ain't went down yet. Don't even have full face you have if it's a guy, right? You just, you know, it's the internet. It's that simple. And all this stuff is very, very different. Sales and marketing should be separated. Deanna, but the social media stops that. Go ahead and give us your definitions real quick. And listen, to this. I like the way I like the way Phil does it, and I like the way Deanna does it. And I don't do it either way they say it. Go ahead. Marketing is the act of changing beliefs with the intent of purchase. And selling is the act of presenting an offer and overcoming objections. All right. That, I really, really, no, no, you can say it again. That's, that's too good. That's too good not to, to say it again. Both of you and Phil. Marketing is the act of changing beliefs with the intent of purchase. And selling is the act of presenting an offer and overcoming objections. Fantastic. You just... Both Phil and Sue, I mean, both Phil and Deanna said the same thing. They just said it differently, okay? It's the same thing that they're saying. Now, this time, I hey, want you to that. He, he wants to wordsmith it. Instead of presenting an offer, analyzing an offer. You're going to analyze what offer you're going to make to the client based on you asking a lot of questions and listen to find out where they're coming from. Instead of saying, I'm coming in here to present. That's like if you went to the doctor's office and he says, hey, I got a shot for you. And you go, wait a minute, you haven't even asked me a question yet. What are you giving me a shot for? You don't even know what my problems are. So instead of presenting an offer, analyzing an offer. 
or uh, uh, diagnosing an author? Either one is just fine. Yeah, yeah, it makes good sense. Makes good sense. The way now I want you all to hear what Deanna just said is you can't do either one of those without doing the other anymore. So I want you to think about what Phil just said, the presenting to the analyzing to the diagnosing. That's if what Deanna just said stands alone. Deanna, read the marketing part real quick. Marketing, marketing is the act of changing beliefs with the intent of purchase. This is why I'm act of changing beliefs with the intent of purchase. This is why you can't do this anymore. Do you hear what Phil said? Phil literally caught the premise when he wanted to wordsmith it from presenting to asking, no, to analyzing or diagnosing. But how can one analyze? or diagnose without first asking questions of the audience, of that patient. But you can't ask questions no more. That's assuming you're in the dentist's office or the doctor's office. You can't ask these questions no more face-to-face. -face. Now you do that online. So how do you, so if you just do, let's go back to Phil's wordsmithing. If you just go and present, that's a problem, isn't it? If you go and present your offer for intent to purchase, that is a problem. It wasn't a problem before social media. Door-to-door -door salespersons just walked up on you and presented offers. Do you understand? Cold calling is still old school, and we're cold call masters, presenting an offer. Online, you cannot present your offer. The wordsmithing was perfect, but the wordsmithing also proves the fact you got to do both now. The analyzing, diagnosing, you must do both now at the same time. It's why someone tell me, read your, read your, your marketing definition one more time. Marketing is the act of changing beliefs with the intent of purchase. Phil, can you tell us the marketing definition you use with the parents and the, the long-term one more time? Well, that's not a definition. It's just the roles. The roles of motherhood and parenting and fatherhood, those are long-term. Those are a process uh, where, where the sales is an event. The sex is mm -hmm. an event. So you have to think of them in both those different ways. But in terms of the marketing side, you do it in a way in which you led, and, and this is switched. In my generation, we believe is, and I would ask Pamela, Pamela, Pam Norris, unmute your right. Yep, I'm unmuted. Our generation, there ain't no free. Free rides. Free lunch, okay. free rides, you know. Free, right. Yeah, we're very, we're very suspicious of anybody that offers us something free or guarantees. When I hear guarantees, I get crazy because the guarantee is only as good as the guarantor. Well, that marketing mm -hmm. philosophy has switched. Everything's yes, free time. What can't you, you can get anything with free time. I'll give you three to seven day trial, 15 day trial. So that's what you're doing, Antonio, with giving people the free 
being able to join Rakeza, giving him free being able yep. to free a year. Yeah, even uh, Patrick Lancioni, the guy that wrote the book, the uh, the advantage that I'm I'm doing some stuff with him, and I was on a webinar with him yesterday. When they go into a client, they don't go in trying to, and they do big time stuff. Trust me. When they go into mm -hmm. a client, they don't go in uh, talking about their wares on the initial meeting. They go into their client pretending like they've already hired them, and their first meeting is the, is them trying to do the best they can to give them information to help them on an issue. Because the people know if they can help me on an issue and do it just out of the goodness of their heart, man, what will they do for us if I pay for them? Exactly. So that's where we are today in marketing world. You got to pay forward. Yeah, hear that? Because I was going to ask, what's the way Antonio does this? And the owl was going to say free content. That's why I got out so much free content for exactly what Phil just said. Because you're right, there's no free lunch, no free rides, nothing free. Law at the early meeting said, what do you say when people say, well, why is he giving this away for free? But now, you have to, and it's not just because the internet, it's the social media. I, I can't stress to you all enough how much social media changed the internet. Everything now has a social media aspect, almost all of it. The mere fact that you go to Netflix and you browse movies, you know what that's called? That's a timeline. Yes. How many of you go to Netflix or whatever streaming service you have and you spend more time browsing of what to watch than actually watching? Me. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. Oh, let me get Phil real quick. Go ahead, Phil. If they were to ask me that question, why does Antonio do it for free? My answer would be because he really cares and he truly wants to make a difference. Boom. Write that down, Grace. Put that in the culture. Write that down, put that in the culture, send it to, send it to law. Because he really cares and he really wants to make a difference. Now, everything has a social media. Everything. You go to a newspaper. You go to an online portal of a newspaper. They're going to have comments at the bottom. Where do you think they got that from? That's social media. Comment section. They even try to have share buttons so you can share back to social media. Go ahead, Phil. This is what this has gotten to. If, you, if anybody's a, a football fan, last night on Instagram, you had Kurt Herbstreet and Pat Mahoney doing an hour just questions and answers on Instagram. That's the number one football analyst in the country and the quarterback of the most recent Super Bowl, and you had them one-on-one -on, -one on on Instagram last night. I mean, just, I mean, somebody in my generation, that just blows my friggin' mind that, that, they, that that's available yeah. today. I mean, that's just insane. <laughs> that's, that's like, so like, whoa. Now, you younger kids, like, so what? That happens all the time. Well, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, right? Now, he's, he's, he's absolutely right. Everything's changed, John. That's why, so that's why I wanted to back you up before Deanna pressed that next point because you're making these mistakes. When she said they cannot be separated, she's absolutely right. But that's offensive. 
That was you offended me, Deanna, when you said that. I've been in business since '96. No, yeah, yes, been in business since '96. You know what I'm saying? I worked at a music store and was selling records, not not CDs, vinyl. <laughs> we still had remember the the mom and pop music stores before Fye put everybody out of business and stuff. Before you went to the mall and put on the headphones, you can't separate anymore. A long time ago, I taught y'all you know, that you need to simulate an eight hour date. It's what, it's what you need to do. Psychology, I won't get into it this class, but I'll just briefly tell it to you. It's based off the psychology of the three-date rule. Why is it after three dates people tend to get intimate on average, cross-culturally? Does it cross religions, cross-cultural? It doesn't matter. Age, this, this is the same for age. It's the same for gender. It is the same for religions, creed, no creed. Why is it that third date? Well, psychologists say it's because about 10 hours of knowing someone, you begin to trust them. And you only decide to become intimate once there's a certain level of trust. And it takes about 10 hours to get that trust, which is typically three dates. I'm telling all of you, if you don't start putting out free content and simulating the three the three-date rule at 10 hours. Now, you don't have to do 10 hours. You can do 10 hours in one sitting. If someone watches humorous consultants for 10 hours straight, they will convert. They will. And can't wait to tell Phil, man, I watched the whole 10-hour video. I watched the whole 10-hour video. You want inside to say what you think. They're going to laugh at jokes they sign me up. Or you can do 1,000 10-minute videos. Well, what are the videos? Who knows, right? It doesn't matter. But you need to be consistently dating your customers. Consistently. And every time you get a new like on your page, you need to throw out a new piece of content. If you get 100 likes a day, you should be posting 100 times a day. Let me, let me get ready down. I'm going to come back to you real quick in less than a few seconds. I'm going to go to my Facebook page. I'm going to see how many likes I got this week. This is what I'm attempting to tell y'all. This is what's difficult. This is why my posting has gone insane. So here's my page. According to, I got 3,477. Can you see this? Is my screen catching up? Because I got a bunch of uploads happening in the background. 3,477 new likes this week. That means I got to post, Pam Norris, 3,477 times. You used to come from the era in which they told you don't post more than seven times a day. No, a week. That's what social media, three times, you're right, three times a week, because you get on your audience nerves. That's when social media first started. Guess what's happening now? How many of you, I'm just going to show you, just, just participate with me, whether your camera's on or not, use your little emoji hand, or unmute your mic and say me, do whatever you got to do to mute it back. 
Play along with me so I can show you how different this is and how much you need to change. Five years ago, how many of you listened to podcasts? Exactly. Me and Tempest are probably the only ones. How many of you listen to podcasts today? Not me. Right. Like, think about that. Think about that. I, I hear you, Lisa. Like, think about that. Now, imagine. So, what changed? We'll, let's find out. How many of you, in the early 10 years ago, to find your soulmate online was an insane thought? That's, that's about everybody dang on hand. Now, Every three and five people meet online now. Relationships are now started online and then moved to person. When eHarmony and stuff like that dot com came out, that was the devil. <laughs> now it is normal. If anything, Facebook Messenger is putting them out of business. You understand? How many of you in the last 12, not, not, in the last 24 months, how many of you have discovered if you want to learn something that immediately impacts your life, online is the place to get that. everybody. That is why you got to keep doing content. The reason why things have shifted now is because y'all are realizing that the truth is on the internet and everyone else is lying to you. It's what you're realizing. It's, you're realizing by the time you go to school, the return on investment of all those years and the daycare you have to do and the college tuition and all of that, and by the time you get out, it's outdated the moment you graduate. But online, you can learn something in two hours, 20 minutes, and be a master at it in a week. This is like the 100th time I have said this. I'm going to say this again. The colleges and the universities are doomed. That cannot keep happening. Don't let them fool you. I'm telling you, the next major business industry disruption will be the education industry in the colleges and universities. You can't keep telling Pam Norris to pay for her grandson's grandchild college tuition and it has no value. We're not going to be this a big those, chunk of this current. Go ahead. Those Gerber funds are going to dry up quick. Remember when they had the Gerber I funds? You that. started yeah. when, as soon as your ch your daughter gave birth, you started a Gerber fund, so there would be money there when your grandchild has to go to college. People put big money in Gerber funds. Yep, you're sure right. Now. 
<laughs> you need that to pay for gas. Well, not now because you got all this down, but you get the point though. <laughs> you can't even use the like Gerber fund or what you got. You got to get some mess with it. I just wanted to press Deanna's point. What she said, what you said, was highly offensive and highly accurate. Highly accurate. You can no longer separate these two. If you're separating sales and marketing, you're losing, whether you want that to be the truth or not. Deanna didn't make this up. Antonio didn't make this up. I didn't change it. Social media did. It's that simple. It's that simple. All right, Deanna, give us that next point and then immediately stop because it was so powerful. That's why I stopped you. Okay. The one I told you to write down. Yes, sir. The better you know your audience, you can relay that information. I was, re- I started off with those who have have not gotten large enough yet to 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 hire a sales team or a marketing team. You still need to know your audience because the better you know your audience, you can relay that information to the marketing team and to the sales team, and they can use that as a foundation to build on. All right. So to your point first, and to Phil point second. To your point, if you are small, you need to hire a marketing team and a sales team. So hire yourself. Do yourself a favor and don't draw a salary. That's why I lose half my audience right there. That's why I lose half my audience right there. Every time you draw your salary, you also draw your fund to get new customers. What's the most important part of business, your salary or new customers? But that ain't what we choose, ain't it? If you want to be an entrepreneur, you just need to just, you just need to just go ahead and, you know, it may be five years before you make a profit. It just may be. That's why all entrepreneurs have egos because only people with egos can handle five years with no profit. You know how big your ego got to be to say I'm going to lose the next five years and I don't give a damn. It's all good. I'm still the man. You know how, you know how strong in yourself you got to be to have that in your head? It's the truth. It's, 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 it's the absolute truth. So if you can't hire, then hire yourself and then put your money back in because new customer acquisition is what you need. That's one. That's to your point. To Phil's point, back at the doctor example you use. Hey, let me give you a shot. Wait a minute. You ain't even asked me. If, what I, I don't need a shot. That's, I just, you know, came here because I got a cough. <laughs> you know, you, you try to put a shot in me. You know what that? You can't analyze or diagnose without knowing your customer. To Phil's point. When you put out your videos, your content, whatever that may be, this is where you need to do two things. You need to encourage comments and feedback, and for the love of God, respond back. I don't know why. I I just don't get why small people with small audiences never comment back to their post. I don't understand that. Is it, 
I'm, I'm coming to you next, Michelle, but is, is it – someone help me understand this. Is it – I'm not even sure if you're going to be honest. Do you – okay, Lisa says she did what she said. Is it – I remember used to thinking this, and I, this is – I'm going to put myself on the cross first, Pam Norris. I remember used to thinking, man, I, I need to wait, Maya. I need to wait before I respond because I don't want to look desperate. I don't want to look like, you know what I'm saying, you know, I just need to wait a little bit. I'm not going to respond because I'm too big to be responding to all my posts. I want to look busy. I used to actually think that. It, 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 does anyone else think that? The first one you said made sense. The, the, I think I'm too big. Now that one, the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that. But the first thing you said, yeah. The, I don't want to look desperate. I don't want to look desperate. Yeah. I don't want to make it look like I'm trying to sell them something, you know. Okay. Now that makes a lot of sense. Maya, let me hear from you. I was going to, uh, with me, I wouldn't Oh, say, go ahead, Michelle. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Comment and then go ahead and ask the question you had too at the same time. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that it was that um, I just wouldn't comment because like Lisa, when I see them, I comment. Sometimes it for me, I had to actually go on there because I wasn't on Facebook a lot. So I would miss uh, questions or comments. Uh, my question. Um, well, hold on. Before you get the question, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. Because if y'all if y'all posted but not on there a lot, that's a major problem. Social media is here to stay, whether you want it to be or not. It'll fade out somewhere and get something else. But you, wait down. Let me let me hear what you guys say. For those, for those, because I did this, I didn't understand the importance of responding to the comments. I didn't know the extreme importance of how, of responding to the comments. So I would post something and people are like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's great. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I'll just keep on going about my business. So sometimes we don't, we're just now starting out and we have no knowledge of entrepreneurship or business marketing sales or anything we don't know how important responding to those comments are let me let me be that too okay go ahead Mike. i i i wouldn't say that i didn't want to respond or anything to that extent it was more so like i was so busy just trying to cover all of my my platforms and so sometimes you know just getting turned around or maybe getting kind of dragged into one conversation on one end you know it kind of takes you you know to get back to highly that the next time highly respectable i want you i think you got an android i want you to go download crowd fire crowd fire it's a free app on android that actually for Apple too, it will let you put multiple of your platforms up. It will also help you get more followers. But the cool thing is you can comment on that app and it will comment on all the, on your posts. It'll have all your timelines on one feed and you can comment on those feeds. That solves your problem, right? You just use technology to your advantage. Crowdfire, Crowdfire is the name of the app. Crowdfire. Okay, so Michelle, let me get your question now, plus make the comment that you got as well. Well, no, it was still the question. Um, okay. 
my question is going back to yesterday. I think it was, yeah, that was yesterday, I think, when you were talking about a uh, social media team. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah, I killed that. would that be, um, would the social media team be like the same, just a marketing team as well? That's a really good question. I, I need to, I want to answer your question right now. I feel that you're, tell me how you're using the word marketing. I know that's a weird question, but I, I really want to know how you're using the word marketing. Because you put okay. just in front of it. And, and so I'm, now I'm trying to figure out how you're using the word marketing. What do you mean by marketing team? To market your business, market your products and services or what? Yeah, no, 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 you, you get, you get, you get. Do you, and in your mind, there is a separation between online marketing and offline marketing, correct? I wouldn't say that, I guess the way it's done would be separate. Absolutely, that's facts, that's facts. The way it's done would be separate, but it's one and the same. Yeah. I okay, think cool, all right, cool. Thing, but just separate ways. Cool. So that's what you're saying, and we 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 get to go. The I just wanted to make sure because if you're not you, and I'm not talking to you, it's talking to everybody. I want I need to know how she's using marketing. So she's me using marketing property. There are some people that think you must change marketing, the core of what marketing is, because I'm a nonprofit. Like, like how many of you? But the same way that you would sell a product is the same way you sell your Lord. Yes. Yes. And people tend to separate. Like once you get to church or religious center, whatever that may be, you think it's different. But the mega religious centers are not doing anything different. I can take the sales, I can take the evangelist teams out of mega religious organizations and put them on a sales team and they would dominate. Okay, she said, actually, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I think about it. How do you say, hey, everybody, have you met Topo Chico? Topo Chico, this is, this is my Lord now, okay? I want to convert you to Topo Chico right here. I got to hold this whole building. I don't tell you about the features of Topo Chico. How do I sell this? Maurice, you know, before, I was 300 pounds. I was absolutely 300 pounds. It was, I was miserable. My eyesight was getting blurry. I went to the dentist to get, I mean, to the optometrist to get some glass, and they said there was cholesterol all over my eyes. I couldn't play with the grandkids. It was it was terrible, but, you know, I, I got by. I got by, and the truth is, Maurice, I, I was lying to myself because I wasn't getting by. I was, I was uncomfortable every day, every day. And then I met Topo Chico, and Topo Chico completely changed my life, completely. And... The funny thing is, I didn't meet Topo Chico at the top, right? I met him at the bottom. But when Topo Chico came in my life, I'm a new person. Now, I'm 60 pounds lighter, still losing weight to this day. I am running around my knees, so I have no pain. My, my breath smells even better. I'm just having the time of my life. It is just an exciting journey to know that in one year, I can lose 60 pounds by simply 
being in fellowship with Topo Chico. It's amazing. That's marketing and sales, wrapped into one. Now, I could have said Jesus. I could have said Muhammad. I could have said Buddha. I could have said ATS. You could take the Topo Chico word out of there and put whatever word you want. That's how you sell your product. So the marketing doesn't change. The methods barely change, right? So good job, Michelle. I'm glad you understood that. Just wanted to, that's just in case someone else had that problem. Go ahead, Phil. I've got a quick story about busy. Okay. I was vice president of sales of a company called National Geothermal that did geothermal heating and air conditioning. And I sold more geothermal units in the first quarter than the company had ever sold in the, in the year. And I sold a unit to a guy named Roger Hatch, who was an upscale dealer in Columbus, Ohio. And he calls me up and he says, Phil, what's wrong? I said, what do you mean? Where's my unit? I said, what are you talking about? He says, my unit isn't in my house that I'm building. What's the problem? I said, Roger, I'm the second person on the planet that wants that unit installed because I want to do ongoing business with you. I'm not interested in one sale. I'm interested in you putting on my units in all the houses. And he could have went conventional for $9,000. The geothermal unit was 20000 So I said, let me find out what the problem is. So I said, are you at the job site? He says, yeah. So I go to the head of the operations. I said, listen, we got to go check this guy out because he's pissed and he's, he's, he's a future for us. Get in the car. So we drive out to the job site and, Ro and Roger Hatch says, okay, what's the problem? And my director of operations, oh, Mr. Hatch, we're really sorry. We're just busy. And Mr. Hatch said, really? He said, oh, God, we're so busy. And Mr. Hatch said, I can help you with that problem. Mm. I can cancel my order. You'll be less busy. Wow. So I learned you never want to tell anybody, say, if, if they say, just say, hey, I'm sorry, and go on with your conversation. Don't say, I'm sorry, I was busy. Because when you tell anybody you're busy, all you're telling them is everything else you're dealing with is more important than what they are. Mm. So never use the word busy. There you go. There you go. All right, Deanna, repeat this statement for me. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Michelle, your marketing, the social media, the answer is no. I just broke down how you want to go look for a social media team to be, make it effective. You want a writer. You want someone that's paid, that has experience in paid distribution of ads, and you want a creator of video and pictures, right, as one. So what I gave you was simply the secret sauce into picking the proper social media team or marketing team. You can take this offline. If you had a writer, you could produce better, better scripts when you talk or or copy on the graphics that you make. If you had a someone create videos and and pictures, and you can do PowerPoint presentations or anything like that. If you had someone paid ads and distributions, then you can do. They would know how to go to the newspapers and whatever else you know that would be working right there. You feel me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's you, 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 okay. So, so that's how you want to do that. It doesn't, the methods here, ladies and gentlemen, matter none. Grace, what's the thing that I taught y'all years ago? Married to what? Dating what? 
be married to the mission, date the methods. Just like that. Be married to the mission, date the methods. Be married to the mission, date the methods. Nothing else. The mission, die for. The methods change every day, if the if needed. Deanna, repeat that statement. I just had to repeat again. The the better you know your audience, you can relay that message to your marketing and sales team and have a and that way they have a foundation for what they need to do. All right, so Deanna, I've got a bunch of contacts that come in and you immediately strike relationships with these contacts. Immediately. And these contacts yield major conferences, interviews, all sorts of stuff, like all sorts of stuff. Can you tell us, can you break us, break down for us how you are accomplishing this and how you're getting to know them to make it work better for ATS and things of ATS? not just researching them but talking like just literally having a conversation with them what it is that they're doing um how are they looking to create synergy with the atsjr companies if when it comes to big big contacts like that it's more so about not partnership but synergy on how we can help each other with a common with a common goal in mind prime example prime example conquer the crisis everyone has one common goal in mind but if you don't sit down and speak with people and talk to them you won't know what that common goal is so you end up possibly merging your brand with a brand that may not even have the same common goal or common uh, common common culture that you have so the greatest way to do that is just have conversations and then also one of the greatest things that Antonio taught me was treat the assistants the same way you would treat the CEO. So in speaking, a lot of times I, I communicate with the executive assistants. If I talk, if I have built that conversation with them, they'll make anything happen. If we're having, if we're communicating, having the conversation, once I get in and, and we talk about the common goals, I don't necessarily have to speak to the the head part like i don't have to necessarily speak to the antonio i can speak to the executive assistant we can have the conversation and he or she will tell me everything i need to know or send me all the information i need and i'm like hey antonio um you might want to speak to this person one-on-one <laughs> or in community or talking to antonio letting him know the conversations he'll be like well hey schedule me an appointment i can be like well hey terry antonio would love to speak to patrick you know uh can you can can we schedule a call for them to be able to sit down with each other and see what it is that, you know, what they can come up with to, to partner with each other, or, you know, come together and, and build something together. And they're like, yeah, you know, no worries. Let me check their calendar. So it's literally all about communication. It's all about having that conversation. Now, all my baby boomers, they do this naturally. This is the area I grew up in with Tim, with, with Diana was just talking about. So everything Diana just said, all the baby boomers, that was easy as pie for you. The rest of you folk, that was sales and marketing applied to humans. 
on the back end of relationships. Do you understand? This is this is this is something Phil just does. He's he's picking up his phone. And he's calling one thousand one hundred fifty-seven people for that very reason right now. Something natural. I wanted her to show you that this sales and marketing and bringing together this doing sales, doing marketing in this way, it doesn't just apply to the internet or just sales because you still have to close relationships and it's those relationships that will bring you more sales. Tempest said, without relationships, do you even have business? <laughs> and no, you don't. Especially, at least not a profitable one. So again, the baby boomers, they got this, they've been they've been striking relationships, right? Remember they they, they made up the phrase this is a belly to belly business. Which means face to face. They they got this in spades. Talking to my young folk. You know. Feeling Susan, they they know their neighbors. Us young folk. We can stay in a place for five years and won't even know the upstairs neighbor name. Don't fool me now. You understand? You ain't never you know, got three neighbors, one upstairs, two downstairs, and you don't even know they name. Just they mind their business. I mind mine, mind you. That's what we gonna do. <laughs> you understand? And if you downstairs, all you think you know about that neighbor is they loud, all that hard walking, stumping and stuff. Sound like gorillas up there, and they just dancing. You understand? My older folk got this in spades. Yeah, I got this down, but it is important to understand that you you can't blend these you can't unblend these things okay all right diana what's the next major point you got on there the next major point uh oh the next major point that i have for today is there needs to be a joint effort between both teams okay there needs to be a joint effort between the sales and marketing um, both teams have to understand the buying process and the target audience's pain points because if the marketing team doesn't know the buying process oh, yeah that's facts explain that whole section go ahead the okay. whole section break it down If the, if the marketing department, if your marketing team is not talking to your sales team and your sales team is not talking to your marketing team, you're going to lose information. See, the sales team is the one that's on the ground. They're the ones talking to people. They're the ones that hears the objections. They're the ones that have to conquer the objections. You don't know what the sales team is going through. So you don't know what new and possible pain points are coming up. So if your sales team is talking to your marketing team, then your marketing team can know how to create the collateral needed to help your sales team. Your marketing team can also create the collateral that hits the new pain points and also helps the sales team with the relevant content. Antonio does it all the time. When, uh, when Grace and I are on a sales call and we're talking and we hear something new, we share that with Antonio and even till today, not even with new, with uh, new members coming in, but when we're speaking to existing, existing ATS members and they, they say, well, Hey, I got this part worked out, but you know, here recently, this is what I've been dealing with. We relay that information to Antonio and it comes out in the marketing. So if your sales team and your marketing team is not one cohesive unit, if they're not communicating with each other, 
if they're not communicating to you, you're going to miss money automatically. And then you never know, there may be a marketing campaign that you need to put out immediately because now there's new pain points that people are dealing with. Before, people were dealing with not having enough time at home. Now they're dealing with too much time at home. But if you're, but if you're, or maybe at first you were doing marketing campaigns for those who have minivans, but your sales department is out there, they're on the, they're on the ground, they're talking, they're moving, and they find out, no, it's not the minivans that people are having issues with, it's the four by four trucks. Well, if the sales team doesn't communicate to the marketing team, hey, it's not the minivans, it's the four by four trucks then the marketing team is not going to know what collateral to create or what marketing campaign to create so everything is missed and then you have the issues of the marketing for the minivans the sales team getting on the getting on the phone calls or getting on the ground talking about yeah you know we can help you with your minivan and they're like i have no issues with my my minivan so because i don't even own a minivan i own a four by four so it's so it has to be a joint effort between your sales team and your marketing team. Just like there has to be a joint. It's just like having business partners. Everybody's personalities are different. The the COO and the CEO or the COOs together have two different personality types, but if they don't communicate with each other, what happens to the business? You have one side of the business doing this and one side of the business doing that. But if they make a joint effort, then you have one cohesive team, one cohesive unit, and one cohesive business culture. It's the same with your sales and marketing team. You don't want your sales team un unprepared for what's going on, and you don't want your marketing team not even knowing what's on the floor because your marketing team is not out. your marketing team is not out there. Your marketing team is not making the phone calls. Your marketing team is not the ones on the ground doing the belly to belly sales. Your sales team is. So your marketing team is only going to go by okay. If we market it this way, then, okay, so let's put this out there and then put that out there. And then your sales team is over like, this doesn't help us. We're on the floors. We're on the ground. This doesn't help us. But if, but if it's a joint effort, if after a week of your campaign starting, you have enough data, your sales team and your marketing team come together and your sales team is like, okay, so these are the things that we hit. And your marketing team is like, okay, well, since y'all hit these new pain points, we'll create a campaign for that. So there has to be a joint effort between yourselves and your marketing team. Boom, Phil. Well, and to reinforce what Dion is saying, I'm not saying my technique of making calls should supplement your technique of learning how to use social media. That's what I'm coming to you for. I'm, I mm. want to learn from you. I want to sit at your feet and learn how you, how are you doing what you're doing? I ain't got 32,000 followers or whatever you got. I yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm here wanting to learn and do and process. But in the meantime, I got to generate revenue. So to get the easiest money the quickest, I'm dealing with my quote unquote war market. And I'm trying to find a, a, an approach to get to them, especially during these times that's unique and different and that shows that I care and say, you know what? I think I can use you. We need someone like you. Hey, can you help me? And I'm, I'm currently booking some, some uh, virtual meetings where instead of hiring me to give a speech, they're hiring me to be virtual. So we're working on that. So, and I'm doing some for free, but Antonio, I got to take this opportunity to thank you because if I hadn't been with you for this last year and a half, I'd be starting from zero. 
But wow. as I've been with you for this last year and a half, knowing how to do virtual meetings, you got me through that flat part of my learning curve. I'm ready to go right now. I don't have to. That's it. What's going on and how's it going and what's it happening? You know, shoot, I've been, I'm, I'm, I got it. I, now I got it. Yeah, just, you're an expert. Because <laughs> you let me practice all these years, this year and a half or however. So thank you. Good stuff. No, very welcome. Very welcome. Come on, y'all let me show my some claps for field. That's that's awesome. Yeah, really. That's it. And then I hope y'all heard him say, and I'm doing some of it for free. I mean, he get, he's getting that too. You, you have to get to the point to where you are willing to give away stuff for free at this point. I call it right? a pilot. Because I call a, it a, a what? Pilot. Oh, like like a TV show, like the pilot, the pilot series. Well, like the pilot episode. Yeah, this this is our first one. I'm I'm just starting to do this. So if you really think yeah. you want to do this, I'll do it for you gratis. Do it as a pilot, just to get me through the flat part of my learning curve. Yep, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that, y'all. The 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 industry has shifted on you. And actually, it's not the industry; it's the world. It's the world. The world has shifted. And and let me just talk to the baby boomers right now. You have a tactical advantage over everyone should you learn the tactical advantage that the millennials have over you because once you finish and i cannot stress this enough once you once you get in the door once you get a customer on the phone once you get a client in the meeting now it's hard these days it's hard it's hard to get a customer on the phone. Why? Because the customer, because by the time Maya gets up at nine o'clock in the morning, she had 16 commercials, tell her to buy from her. And then she logs on an email and she got 43 spam emails saying, buy from me. Now, so now we had 60 plus. And then here you come at the 61st thing saying, I'm Antonio, hey Maya, you're like, you know what? I'm totally tired of making decisions today. Just, just leave me alone. There's actually a term for it now called decision fatigue. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Human beings with the advent of the internet are suffering from decision fatigue. So it's just super hard to get Maya out of this fatigue and say, but I promise you I'm different. So the tactical advances that millennials would have is we understand, well, here, take this free content. I'll show you I'm different. I'm not going to tell you. Here, 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 stay with me for a while. But once that happens, once Mike get on the phone, you're never going to beat a baby boomer in the room. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen because they still have manners. Yep. They still know how to treat people. Uh-huh. They still know how to listen over the phone. Do you get what I'm saying? You, once you get in the room and the meeting is set, you're back in boomer world. Do not get it twisted. The millennials have changed the world and how things work and are controlling the world's income. There's no doubt about it. Boomers still run the world. You understand what I'm saying? It's just what it is. It's not, I don't make this up. I didn't, you're not voting for a 32-year-old for president or 35. You understand what I'm saying? 
Like that's you ain't gonna do it anytime soon. You you have a black president before you have a thirty six year old president. You understand? This is not happening. <laughs> this ain't happening. Because we still look at age as wisdom. We still do. And the truth is it is, right? As long as you're not doing what Tony Robbins saying and taking twenty years of one experience and repeating it for twenty years. And Tony Robbins says you don't have twenty years of experience, you got one year of experience repeated twenty years. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. So once you get once someone gets on the phone with Carol, it's over. You need not a sale. Just be nice. Just be nice. Right, yeah. And yeah, just be nice. Baby boomers still know how to respect the person on the other side of the room. Millennials, you're texting while they're talking. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Just put a little fact or two out there. All right, Deanna. Now, it's a good thing you brought up here. I want to make this extremely practical now. When, when, when we want to take everything, you got a whole. You're just going to be doing this for the next couple of weeks because it's too much. you got too much brilliance. I want people to walk away. I want you to be able to walk away from this training, know how to apply what we're talking about so we're getting ready to repeat it, but it needs to be practical in the, step, in the set of your videos, your content, whatever your content is, podcast. So if you have a podcast, this is for you. If you have any social media page and you're using it, this is for you. A radio show, this is for you. It's nice to be nice. Wayne Dyer says, if you have a choice between being right and being kind, choose kind. Facts. Deanna. Yes. Well, actually, let me put. Yes, we repeat the name of the whole class real quick, and it'll give me. It, it will allow me to say. Now let's do this with videos. The relationship between your sales team and marketing team, and why it needs to be cohesive. Now, Maya, I'm coming to you first. Okay, yep, yep, here you go. Unmute your mic, flash that smile for us so we can all be happy too. She's got a pretty smile. Thank you. Now, let's do this. We're going to make this applicable to your podcast. All right. How long are your show notes? About two pages. Good, good, proud of you. How many links are part of those two pages? Maybe four. Where do those links take me? Um, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, and um, usually kind of like um, if I can get a link from the person that I'm actually dealing with, I try to get as much information from them as well. All right. So you stay unmuted, and I'm fit to bless your socks off. Notice the first thing I went to was her show notes. You ought to repeat the name of that class again. Slowly. I'm actually interrupting you like Sunday school. So I'm, I'm the pastor. You're the Sunday school teacher reading scripture. And I'm going to interrupt you as soon as you get to the part I want you to get to. Go ahead. I'm going to say, hold on, right, right there. And I'm going I'm to I'm do my preacher thing. Yeah, stop right here. Right there, Greg. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the relationship between your Stop sales right team. Stop right there. You, you, did, you did it already. 
relationship, all right? The reason I didn't go to your content first, but I went to your show notes, is because your show notes are going to tell me where you want my relationship with you to go. Somebody ought to write that down. Your show notes should, I got you, Grace, should tell me where you want my relationship with you to go. Can I ask a question? You sure can, because I'm about to, because I'm about <laughs> to Dominique Wilkins dunk this here. <laughs> so, so when you say show notes, I just want to because the show notes what you put. So if your title is, you know, podcast. Are you saying description? Yeah, like my description. Is it description or is it the is that the show notes like podcast? My podcast. Fair enough. Yes, sir. Go. No, no, no. You 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 get to go. Show notes are the. Let's go to a podcast. This this is fun. Now we're having fun. Wait, now we're having fun. Wait, go ahead, whoever the, that is. Are they the questions that you're preparing to ask or the the um along with the topic of the show? I thought it almost ABC podcast. just answered the question. Okay. Tempest just answered the question in the chat. They individual episode notes. Yes. I'm so glad that I brought this up, Tempest. So glad. Here's podcast right now. We're going to go to I Do, We Do, Billy and Ashley. Don't even know who these people are. This is the trailer. This this is what y'all call in the description right here. The podcast is hosted by Billy and Ashley, a.k.a. Bashley. All right. So I'm just going to go to reintroduction. So here on reintroduction, I want to click this. And now, oh, well, then there you go. Episode seven, let's see. Flashback. Trailer. All right. We are not going to go to Billy and Ashley. Let's see what the people who run Abraham Hicks podcast are doing. Let's click on Abraham. Let's go to this one. Not too bad. Not too bad. You can support this podcast. So they got donations. You can support this. It's my relationship with you. So I want to support it here. Here's my website. We're coming back to this, Maya. But this is also irrelevant, okay? This is also irrelevant. They're doing a bad job here, too. So basically, this podcast is fantastic because of the content, but not the – they're not doing it right. They need to come to the ATS. Let's try Hayes and Jason. Tap it. Well, Lisa, give me some information. I can catch the show live. I can have a relationship. If I, if I like the content, I can have a relationship with you on this website. So at least that helps. At least that helps. Tip is like serial podcast. Let's go to serial. We're going to go to serial Serial podcast. His serial, serial, which actually has to get credit for changing the podcast game, for sure. So you go, you get on this episode, what happens, right evidence points to the wrong person. This is actually quite different. 
I wouldn't suggest this, but this is so short and straight to the point, it actually works. Let's go to the number, typically the number one podcast that's always there. Joe Rogan, this is a guy. And he's typically the number one and number two podcast in the world, the whole world. Let's see what he's doing. Donald Rollins, y'all may know him. Get on here. All right, so this is here. Boom. All these guys suck. I bet, you know, you know who won't? I know who won't. Mr. Marketing himself. I know who won't. You got a lot of folk you need to be teaching, Antonio. I do. I do. Anybody that y'all saw, don't do that. Okay? Don't do that. Let's go with coronavirus will change the world. Now we're getting somewhere. I, I knew Mr. Marketer himself would do something. Hope you're having a good time with Team Gary V. This was an episode with a lot of great questions and a special guest performance by Jewel. See, I didn't know that. Look. Look. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. It says how coronavirus will change the I didn't know Jules on here. I do now. Plus, we hit tactical questions around business and personal branding during the coronavirus epidemic. Hit me up on Twitter. Text me. This, this. That's show notes. You understand? This is you being practical with the sales and marketing together all at once. I'm already killing podcasts. I could do even better if I had the time. I'll tell you some things I was, let's just go here. These are my show notes. My show notes are always long. Always. Always. I'm always taking you somewhere. Yeah, I do daily meetings. Here's this making company. Look, no charge to you. That's the daily meetings. Get to business university. Right? Then I repeat it again. This is how important I want you to get it. And it hits the book again. I do this over and over and over and over and over. It doesn't matter. It is this guy I just interviewed. So here he is. So when I interview somebody, I put their stuff. And then right into their stuff, guess what I did? Free book alert. It's my show. <laughs> right back here. Now, there's a point I'm proving here. That's show notes. Deanna, read your title again, because this is coming from your title. Well, this is coming from the content, but the title addresses the content very well. The relationship between stop yourself. Right there. Stop right there. Right, right there. You stop. I'm telling Jerry what to do with his relationship with me. See, you're processing the podcast is out of sales or marketing. I don't care which one. You wouldn't be wrong either way. If you say it's marketing for me, you're right. If you say it's sales for me, you're right. You're right both ways. It could be both. Just depend on how you're doing it. If you're looking more long-term, cool. If you're looking short-term, cool. No problem. Short-term be sales, long-term be marketing. But you haven't told me what to do with my relationship with you. Somebody should be learning. Mm-hmm. 
I have a defense for serial podcasts. Don't do that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I just heard the chat. Go ahead, Deanna. I just got your message. You go ahead and do that. Oh, you did it already? Oh, good. Now, I want you to think about this. Let's just think about this for a second. Have you told me what to do in my relationship with you? Deanna, read, read, start from the beginning. The relationship. Go ahead. The relationship. I'm sorry, lost my page. Sorry. Right. The relationship. Okay, you jump in, and Deanna back to you, and then Maya, I'm coming right back to you. Go ahead, Phil. It's the relationship that's sacred. It's never the transaction. That's facts. So where can I put my sacredness at? Go ahead, Maurice. So, so are you saying that you're, you should be establishing and building a relationship right from the rip, from the beginning? So if I'm if, glad if, you if, understand. Yeah, yeah. So if, if okay, whatever podcast, then everything that you're offering that's surrounding that should be in there to be able to take them right to where you want to go, where you want them to go, and you're telling them where it is that you 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 you're, you're directing, you know, almost like a call to action. That's hundred percent correct. Okay, gotcha, man. That is a hundred percent correct. You understand what I'm saying? A hundred percent correct. In fact, let me let me hold on, Deanna. Let me show y'all something. Right? Hold on, real quick, Deanna Maya. Let me let me teach you. I'm gonna go back to my Facebook page. Here I've got seven videos uploaded to Q just for today. So y'all play with me. Right now it's twelve twenty-seven Central Standard Time. First thing I'm doing is I'm gonna find today's meeting. I'm going to premiere this at 1 o'clock. Watch this here. I'm teaching the class at the same time. I would have normally did this, but y'all not looking, but I'm going to give you a chance to look and see what's up. Now, move over here. There we go. That's at 1. Now, I got seven videos, so I know that one. And I'm going to go with Building Brand Trust. All right, then. No problem. I'm going to do that at 1. I'm going to rock this one at 3. Sure am. Cool. Brill and Brand Story. I'm going to roll with that one because it kind of goes hand in hand. We're going to do that one at five. Now I'm going to spread these out. During real estate in the down economy, prime time. Prime time. Let's do this at 7.45. Right when y'all just got full and figured out you or figured out you hungry. Building your way to $10,000 a month. All right, then, no problem. We're going to do that 10.30 at night. Sure am. Then we're going to take being patient. So for anybody, actually, no, we're going to start off. We're going to start off tomorrow morning with being patient. That's what we're going to do. Six in the morning, all the nurses, police officers, I need you to see. Take this time about being patient at six in the morning. Be prepared for eighteen months of division. Not a problem. So we're gonna do that. Yes. You you put Tiffany's video for six p.m. Thank you much. And I make that mistake too. Thank you much. And then we're gonna come here, and then I'm gonna do three a.m. 
the next day here. Now, the relationship between sales and marketing, I'm not blending. The content for me is marketing. I don't care when you sign up. Doesn't bother me one bit. You understand? Doesn't bother me one bit. Doesn't bother me. If you happen to be on the 10th hour of that day, here's some information. Let's close the deal. That simple. My text, my content is marketing, my, my headlines are on point, the headlines are sales. Why are my headlines sales? Because I'm trying to get you to take action right now. Compelling headlines, that's action right now, that's sales. The mark, the content, the reason I could post so much is because I ain't trying to sell you. There is not a single sales pitch in any of these videos, not a single one. Not a single sales pitch in any of these videos, not one. Not one. Not a one. I don't care when you buy. Why? Because I got thousands of people dating me a day. All I want is a pipeline. What you do with that is on you. You understand what I'm saying? However you handle that, that's on you. So I can post so much because, and that's just there. You ain't even seen YouTube yet or the podcast. I ain't even got there yet. I could post so much because what I'm getting ready to do is just add value to people with no upsell whatsoever. If you happen to want to convert, read. Click one of them links. It's cool. If not, it's all right. The sale, the the sale, how I got it merged together, is just suggested. Because I'm putting out over 200 free trials a day. I post over 200 times a day over all social media. All of them free trials, my all of them. It brings my marketing budget down, too. The reason why I have, think about this for a second. Imagine having a page that gets 3,000 likes, new likes a week. Hmm. That's 3,000 new fans. It's not, I ain't, I ain't even tracking the followers. Just a week. And every week, I'm saying, hey, you show cute today. Yes, I like your muscles, sir. Man, right? Ooh, you show vegan, vegan. You vegan, that vegan. You know what I'm saying? I'm all over the place. Hey, whatever it may be. So I wanted you to focus on your show notes. And watch this here, Mike, and I'm about to bless you. I haven't even blessed you yet. Read that one more time, Dan. This time I'm not going to stop you. 
the relationship between your sales team and marketing team and why it needs to be cohesive. The sales team was the show notes. The marketing team was my content. Does it make, all right, made sense to Grace. I have them working together, but Maya, you're doing something I want you to change immediately. Immediately. Attraction versus promotion, facts. This is what I want you to do. Did you notice how all those links came back to my universe? Ladies and gentlemen, write this down. Take a two-hour class on it, and I'll give it to you right now. There's three types of traffic. Number one, traffic you don't control. Number two, traffic you control. Number three, traffic you own. I just took you to marketing school in three sentences. You, you no longer have to go to marketing school. You can, you can get rid of it now. Traffic you control, tra excuse me, traffic you don't control, traffic you control, traffic you own. Write this down right under that, Grace. Your only job on planet Earth is to get all traffic to number three. Now you got a master's. I'll get your bachelor's real quick. Then go your master's. Your only job on planet Earth, Tempest gave me an amen, is to get that traffic to traffic that you own. So what Maya was doing was sending all her pretty smile traffic back to Mark Zuckerberg. Child, you, can, you, you get it now? Mm -hmm. From now on. They need to come to you. He got enough traffic. My man Bloomberg dropped $500 million in 30 days. He's straight. No, $500 billion. Oh, no, $500 million. 30 days. He's straight. You feel what I'm saying? He's good. Can, can you get a piece of that $500 billion now? I mean, $500 million? All of y'all show notes should point back to you. Why? Okay, when you say you that, I'm sorry, I uh -huh. didn't mean to. No, you good. No, you um, good. Go, go when ahead. you say that it comes back to me, like, what do you mean by that? Like, come back to like a website or back to another um, platform for them to do what exactly? See, like, I'm another, just trying to. Nah, I got you. I got you. I got you. If it's another platform, you don't own that platform. It ain't coming back to you. That's the illusion. It's coming back to whoever owns that platform and they gave you real estate on that platform. Yeah. So you need to come back to, and let's, let's take the word website out of the for a second because I need to talk to my older folk now for a second. So you gave me a platform to talk to my older folk and anyone with a mature mindset, even if you're young. You think you got to take people back to a website. I don't even use my website, y'all. I don't use my website. It's, it's, it's whatever. No need to. I'm converting Pam Norris, whatever Pam Norris is. I 
don't want to send you to my website because I want to use as least friction as possible. I want you in two clicks to buy from me. Two clicks. Three, I'm decently okay with that. I would never go more than four. Never. I'd fire me or the person that tried to make me go more than four. Never. It's called friction. I want you one click from wherever I got you at, LinkedIn, Facebook. Your second click, you're already putting in your information because I got the information to where you don't have to click. Once you hit that submit button, you already got whatever it is you're trying to do. Most of my funnels are two clicks. A small portion of them are three clicks. And it just depends on what I'm selling. If I'm selling something that has a price up front, I'm going to do two clicks. If I'm selling something that has no price up front, I'm going to do three clicks. And it's completely psychological why I do that. Maurice, if I have, I don't care, if it doesn't matter, the dollar amount doesn't matter. If it's $9, you're going to one click from social media and you're going to see a form right there, period, point blank, no splash page. You're going to see a form, and I'm telling you up front that I intend to get money out of your pocket to put here, and I got a video explaining to you why. I am going to give – let me just show it to you. I'll show it to you right now. Right now, you one click, and now you get to my free book offer. The book is free. I lose $14 every time that someone buys the book. But I'm asking for $9.95 shipping. I'm explaining to you why you should get the book and what's going on in this video. It's next to order form. And then, I'm not, listen. There's nothing hidden about this. It's stars here. It's in bold. This is straight up. Should you decide to fill out this form, I'm asking you for $9.95 to help me out with the shipping. And then over and over, I want to tell you, listen, I am ethically now bribing you. Over shout out to Deanna who did this website. I'm ethically bribing you over and over. Look, proof it's worth nine ninety five. Yeah. No, check it out. Oh, got more questions? Don't worry. I anticipate them. What else you got? Ah, you know what? The question is this. Okay. Yes, I want it. And it take me back up to the top then. Yes, I want it. Listen, look at what this guy said. Look what Les said. This is a real quote from Les Brown. Look what this guy said. Want it again? Maybe. All right. Well, let's keep going then. And I'm telling you again, like I mentioned before, this book is free. All I ask is that you help me cover the printing and the pack postage costs. It's the truth. It cost me $9 to print the book, $5 to ship it. So you really are just covering the printing costs. There's no catch. It ain't none. I'll keep going, I'll keep going, I'll keep going. This is classic what Deanna's talking about. This is marketing and sales blended into one. 
and I'm saying up front, two clicks. So for you, if you click my ad on Facebook or wherever, the first thing you do is you put in your information, right? That's it. You put in your information. So by the time you hit click two, it's over. You got your purchase. Two clicks. People go into that every day. Two clicks. People go into that every single day. You understand what I'm saying? Two clicks. I'll show you one that's three clicks, and I'm going to show you why I do it. So, so we, can, we can all go look at it together. All this stuff is completely psychological. We're going to look at it together. Antonio, Get famous. Video, yes. your video could have been also some narrative, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here you have one click from social media. So now you're here now. Okay? You'll be here now. Even if I didn't do it with social media, let's say I text this to you. When you, Maurice, if I text this link to you, that's a click, ain't it, for you to get to this page? Right. Now, the reason I do three clicks, this is absolutely, I'm not asking for your information. I want to show you something. Yes, get this to me for free. And when you click this, a pop up appears. And I'm trying to show you, yep, 100% free. There's no credit card information here, but you will give me. Your name, your number, and your email. I'm being upfront with two clicks. I do need your credit card. I use a third click to let you know I'm going to need your information. I'm going to need that. That is a 24 hour, seven days a week salesperson, never complains. I never got the feed, never had to give a day off. And those two things emerge together. You understand what I'm saying? Now, back to this traffic. It's because I control this. I mean, I own this traffic, which I break down. Because social media will crash or not show your content, but you can pop up in inboxes all day. That's what Tempest said. I promise you, if y'all go through Messenger, you're going you're gonna to see me. At this point, I do 15-second ads just to tell Facebook, go ahead and cut me in the middle of one of these videos. Sure do. Sure do. Facebook, I like to be in the middle of Maurice watching Candy Crush commercials, videos, whatever. I don't know what he does. You know, water gun, super soaker. Put me in the middle of that. You, you understand what I'm saying? I need to be there. I need to be there all day, every day. All of you need to be focused on this thing. Number three, if you're not sending traffic to what you own, you're doing it wrong. If I'm, I'm telling you, I'm struggling to put a book back on Amazon and send people to Amazon. I'm probably for as long as I possibly can. And with, I mean, life. I'm going to put it on Amazon or whatever just so you can see it is there. You know, go ahead. You can go with it. I'm cool with that too. But then I'm going to say you can go to Amazon or you can come to me and get a better deal every chance I get. Why? Because if I go bestseller on Amazon, guess who keep that information? Amazon. But if I go bestseller, 
If I sell 10,000 copies in a day, that's 10,000 name, number, email, and physical addresses that I have. The only way to create wealth is wealth. The only other way to get wealth, I mean, the only way to get wealth is labor. And in the 21st century, data is labor. I know what to do with labor. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So when the question comes, when you have um, the, the data or the emails and they haven't, I guess, been scrubbed or what, what's the That's way? question. I, yeah, I, you know, or, you know, how do you do that with, with um, what's the way? We require, I, no, I got you. I got you. We yeah. require required fields. So all our information is automatically scrubbed. Let me explain to everybody. You asked a very good question. So you have, it, it just means clean data. Maybe you don't want the IP address. Maybe you don't want the, what page they landed on to get to it. Someone doesn't want that, but you may not want that. You know what I'm saying? Or, or any, or it should be any typos. But ours typically is clean from the jump because I'm requiring only what I want. You feel what I'm saying, Maurice? Gotcha. And then yeah. I can get more. So I typically keep two different sets of data, of information. I typically keep Name, number, well, three, there's three different times. I got name and email. There's some of those. That's my least favorite type of data. Name, number, email is my favorite type of data. And then everything, IP address, name, number, email, physical address, what page they landed on, uh, what browser they were using, all sorts of stuff. I can tell, now remember, y'all, I'm a nerd. Okay, I'm a nerd. All right, I'm a nerd. I can tell if you're going to, I can tell if you're going to be an executor and you're going to problem solve your way out of problems by just what browser you have. That sounds weird, doesn't it? Your browser tells me more about you than you think. At least it does sound weird. I'll give it to you. I need as full participation I can get. So 17 people, let's see if we can get 17 answers. Who uses mainly Internet Explorer or Safari? Okay, got one. You're gonna mess up a poll if I don't get all the participation. Is that just which one? You, I don't even know which one I use. I just Safari. Safari. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm Safari. Safari. That's two. Anybody else use Safari mainly? Who uses Firefox mainly? Maya Firefox. Tony uses, uses Firefox. <laughs> Tony uses Firefox. Who uses Google Chrome? Those are two I bounce between Chrome and Safari. Okay. 
All right, so we got a bunch of so Chrome dominates. If you use Internet Explorer or Safari, in most cases, you follow rules. <laughs> look, look at Pam. Yep, I sure do. Yep, you follow rules. How do I know that? This is just regular data. It's been tracked because it's loaded on your device automatically. It takes more effort to go get Firefox or Google Chrome because it's not automatically loaded. You have to then download, upload, and you have to have some sort of technological savvy to get that done. You understand? And it causes some discomfort, and it also causes some problem-solving, too. And right there, having that type of data, I know how to send different messages to different people. The copy that I would send to Pam Norris would be different from the copy that I would send to Susan. Has nothing to do with their personality types. Pam Norris accepts greatness as it comes. Susan creates it. It's that simple. So my message to Susan is going to be more aggressive. I'm going to say something. Let's play. Susan, we're on the street that you're an alpha woman. That's really smart. And you like to create as well as dominate. Shoot me a message. I think I got something free for you. Simple message, just like that. Just on Google Chrome alone. Yep, you got me with that. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Watch. Pam Norris. Pam, I believe we can change the world together. I'm pretty sure that you're tired of seeing things the way they have been done and been looking for a way to make a difference. Shoot me a message. Let's talk. I'll have it all planned out and a strategy to boot. <laughs> yes. Just from that data. Now, my, my point with that is very simple. When you own the data, you can make your copyright better. That's what Deanna was talking about. Go to that section, Deanna, when you said, the more you know your customer. Remember that? Read that real quick. The more you know, as, as a business, the more you know your customer, you're able to relay that information to both your sales and marketing team and then they'll have a foundation to build on top of when it comes to doing your sales and doing your marketing but you have just to know like your that. audience just like that you need this data now we don't sell data but you need it maya make sure you got a pdf to give away for free or just tell them to join your weekly newsletter Something, something that has value. It's okay. You can make it up. Something that has value. Or you know what you can do? You can just say, text me at. And right now, you automatically got somebody's phone number. 
Yeah. Yeah. We don't care nothing about our emails. We ain't trying to get that phone number away, though. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, you get somebody's phone number, you got them. Nice little customer. Go ahead, Maurice. Are there any um, suggested text apps that will collect the numbers and keep them in a, that you can use if you say text me app? That will keep I don't them? have any suggested. No, I don't have any suggested, but I can tell you I pay $4.99. Deanna, do you have a suggested one? No, I, I don't. Yeah, I pay four ninety nine for one that is it's called four ninety nine a month. I don't even know the name of it. It's an R. It's it's the best one that I found. I would just tell you, look at the reviews. I had to actually bust a Tempest. Tempest is a review warrior. Tempest will look at your reviews. <laughs> this girl is an FBI agent. FBI agent. By the way, I would like to partner with blank dealing with blank blank in the blank. Got it. Okay. Let me now I'm for the copy and paste you something. And then let's reach out to this person. Outstanding. All right. Got it. We got you. We get you set up. Dad, what would be your last words. That's real. Hold on. Before we do that, I really want to pull some out of you. What stuff do you do that you haven't taught that I don't even know? That you do some, some what secret can you give us that you do for for me, for us that I don't know, or maybe I do know, but they don't know. It's just not one of those things that is that is in front of the scenes, it's behind the scenes, but it works every time or whatever that is. What is that thing? Give us some, give us the secret sauce. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I follow you. That makes sense. I remember when Tempest first when Tiffany first started working together, she would consume everything that I clicked on just so she could be a better business partner. It's crazy. It's absolutely fantastic. What else you got? Um, every every now and then I will reach out to Reggie and Grace just to see how they're doing and if there's anything that I can do to serve them to see, you know, if there's anything that they need from me. So essentially your secret, or at least your secret sauce right now is you serve your way to success. Yeah, no, but I wouldn't have learned that without following you first. Fair enough. Fair enough. I want to tell you all, it is not hard, thank you, it's not hard to address anything. It's not hard to merge these two things together because they already merge whether you like them or not. Your podcast or video or content, it doesn't matter what it is. You get to decide how you want to do that. For me, my decision is 
I take the long term. I'm playing the long the, the I'm playing the long game. I don't play the short term game. I play the long game. I play the game in which it takes me a while to convert someone. And I give away far more than anyone else. Period. I like that game. It's not that I like that game because I'm built that way. No. The goal I have makes me like that game because I'm not going for flash in the pan success. I'm going for long-term, generationally sustained success. And the only way to play that game is long-term. But my copy, what I write down, is very run me this money, Grace. I write to convert. I post to convert. My content is dating you. My post in itself, I comment back when people ask me something to convert. I don't try to walk you nowhere, but I'm going to add you value. I'm going to make sure you know you're not just someone in the corner or someone on the page. You are different. You are you. There's no, there's really no other way to do Well, I guess you can do business another way. It's not going to be sustained. You understand what I'm saying? It's not something that's going to work out for you. Is it because you're not smart? No, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the fact that when LaVon gets up, LaVon has already had 55 people try to pitch her. And at 9 o'clock in the morning, LaVon has seen more advertising in a 21st century morning than her mother did most of her adult life watching TV. Yeah, we see that many. How many of you, you're watching the show, TV come on, First thing you do is you pick up your phone and see what's going on. And it's crazy how they still buy TV ads. It don't make no sense. TV ads are completely ineffective. They're terribly ineffective. How many of you have played I Spy and hit something on the billboard and said this? When last time you paid attention to a billboard? Unless it maybe one of the ones that light up. But even – someone help me out. In the car, if you're not driving, are you looking at billboards or on your phone? Let me push this further. Phone. Billboards. I'm weird. You look at billboards. I'm weird. Well, that's, that's why the billboards are still in business. They still have <laughs> people like you and Michelle. I- I'm with you, Deanna. Yeah, I look at the billboards. Like, yeah, I look at billboards. I look at signs. I look at because there are some billboards that ca- catch my attention. Like, there is one when we're, we're driving down 45. There is a, a guy with the most wor- the worst sunburn ever, and it's a billboard for the uh, for one of the urgent cares. And it and it was like it was basically saying, "Did you?" Did you enjoy your vacation too much? <laughs> it was 
that one catches my attention. It, it's it's crazy. No, I got you. I am ain't tripping. Let me show you how much the phone has changed your world. I like looking at cars. What are you, 12? <laughs> Look at the cars. <laughs> how many of you, don't lie, if you go to the bathroom without your phone, oh, my God. How many of you go to the phone with your bathroom? I mean, go to the bathroom with your phone. Yep. Yep. No more reading the back of that shampoo, huh? That phone. <laughs> the phone. That's how much. So what should you be doing? Should your videos be focused on getting on TV or should they be focused on getting on the phone? Mm. Mm-hmm. The phone is the new God. Okay? Phone is the new God. Whether you want it to be or not, that phone is the new God. You can lowercase G that. I'm not trying to be offensive, but, you know, it is... It is the new center of worship. It is the new idol. It makes make some of you feel feel better. It is. It is. Disordered love is what Augustine of Hippo would say. The phone is, is, is too much. That being said, you need to merge the two of these things together because they're not different anymore. Diana, do you need a publicist today? They, they can't hear you now. My apologies. No, no, you actually don't. Keep your phone unmuted. Okay. When do you think publicist, the job of, will be obsolete? Uh, well, because of how the virus has everything shifted and everybody is at home or more people are on the internet with the fact that marketing and branding are now the same thing, I would give it maybe until the end of this year middle of next year and there will be no need for a publicist maybe sooner there's no reason to buy space on traditional advertisement when you could just go to the website contact page and shoot an email right and then you keep that contact and it's not your publicist contact. Mm. Not even, not even that, because the publicist is supposed to help you, also with your brand story. You don't even have to. You don't even need them for that anymore, because you can no. literally, you can literally take your own brand story and spread it yourself instead of them doing it. Especially with Harrow um, being able to boost your own posts the sales funnels, things like that, you really, the a publicist position is literally being taken away because everybody can li- literally do it themselves now. That's correct. There is no need for a publicist anymore. Why? Because the internet got rid of the, the middleman. There is no internet. What about magazine autos and those ads? There is, I want to tell you, ain't nothing wrong with that. Let me bless you though. Right, let me bless you with the truth. There's nothing worse 
than traditional advertising today. Nothing worse. Nothing worse. Absolutely nothing worse than traditional advertising today. But it's also a good thing. Because anybody still left there is highly convertible. Highly convertible. Because you're reaching directly. I just wouldn't expect a large return on investment. And I, and I would blow my top, Justin, if you was to spend $2,000 to get on a magazine. Just go to their website. Get the contact. Shoot an email. And make sure that that email has value in it. And create a no-lose situation for the magazine. Not a win-win, a no-lose. That means you're offering something to them so valuable they can't lose if they take a chance on you. A win-win means, listen, I got this and I want this from you. Don't do that. Create a no-lose. Impress them so much that they come back to you and try to create a win-win. But I would never pay $2,000. That's, that's, that's pretty much the fee. $1,500 to get featured in there, ever. I would pay $2,000 to have an influencer to their 1 million followers to get my free product. I would absolutely pay $2,000 for that. Do I want to reach? Ego won't let them. Fair enough. This is why my favorite influencer is not a celebrity. Last thing I say, the world is so crazy that YouTube celebrities are now getting paid more than A-list celebrities in Hollywood. That's amazing. I find that absolutely astounding. I love it, to be honest with you. Because Hollywood always knew the internet was here. Instead of fighting piracy, they should have fought for the customer's attention. Now, Hollywood ain't going nowhere no time soon. They'll even adjust with the plague, that's for sure. They don't have to. But y'all can't wait to go outside and go to the movie anyway. So it's all good. But it is said that y'all got about six to nine months left to start putting your global footprint on here and being average and doing it and still winning. About nine months from now, you have to be excellent. Because Will Smith is acting like a YouTuber. Right? <laughs> Will Smith has caught on that, man, he's YouTuber. I need a vlog. Me walking around with body cams. It's, it's serious. It's serious. These these celebrities, big, wait till Coca-Cola drop a million dollars a month on Facebook ads. As soon as that happens, these ads will get real expensive. Coca-Cola, for the love of God, is still doing TV. I have no, I, I'm still confused. But just wait until they start dropping YouTube ads and Facebook ads. Wait till Coca-Cola start getting into Instagram. Y'all in the best period to ever be alive. Best one. 
everything is cheap right now, especially with the global recession going on. It's even cheaper. I would not separate marketing from branding or sales anymore. Go ahead, Catherine. Last words on you. Just wanted to say, what did you say about six, eight months? Like after six, eight months, you you cannot That's do. Sorry, <laughs> just missed that. No, no, I got you. I got you. I was talking about the the ad cost and how Facebook is still underpriced ads. How Google, Google, you get you get like a two for one. You can do Google AdWare, AdWords plus YouTube ads. You know, you get two for one there. But you got about nine months, six to eight months, six, nine months, something like that, before they start realizing the return on their investment in TV isn't working. And once Facebook, Bloomberg has proven this to you. My man spent the most on ads in the shortest period. That had to be a record. They need to put him, need to put him in the world, Guinness Book of World Records or something, right? It was incredible. It was incredible. He opened my eyes. There will be more Bloomberg's going to do that. It's simple supply and demand. Simple supply and demand. If everybody with deeper pockets is coming by ads and you've got a $100 budget, it's going to be harder for you. Right now, $100 budget is fantastic on Facebook. Once Exxon starts shooting commercials for social media, that's going to get a bit difficult. It will happen. It will happen. You just make sure you cash in fantastically before it happens. Gabby? Got any last words? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. No, sir. Well, close it out. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for today's ATS Business University Marketing Training. In the words of our CEO, you can plan better, you can dominate. Have an amazing multi-million dollar day. Goodbye, everyone. Love you more, Phil. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you.